0: When families in low-income countries need money, here's one way they get it. A relative goes to a wealthier country to work, often gets a minimum wage job, then wires money back home. Think of Filipino construction workers in the Middle Eastern Gulf states or Mexican farm workers here in the U.S add up all those wages, immigrants sent more than half a trillion dollars last year back to their families in places like India, Mexico, and the Philippines. The pandemic and economic slowdown are now rupturing this pipeline of remittances. And as the world's immigration editor Monica Campbell reports, the impacts are huge. Here in the garden, things feel hopeful. This is tomatoes right here.
1: Passion fruit over there. Right here somewhere. Right there. Ah, here, you <laughs> see it.
0: Everything is blooming and growing. This is where Sergio Armas spends his days since his work stopped. Before he worked all the time.
1: I work a full time and a part time, two different jobs.
0: By day, Sergio managed a housekeeping business in San Francisco near his home in the Bay Area. At night, he served Italian seafood at a restaurant with views of the Golden Gate Bridge. He supported himself and his family, thousands of miles away.
1: To help my family in my country, which is Nicaragua, I have my parents over there, and I have to help them every single month.
0: 300 bucks every month for food, electricity, and medicine. His dad is in his 80s. He's blind and has heart problems. His mom has a neuromuscular disease. She can't walk without getting winded. They need medicine.
1: I can do nothing right now. And I'm so worried about it. That's my main concern in this moment.
0: Sergio stopped wiring cash home two months ago. So have millions of others like him. Worldwide, remittances may fall a staggering 20% this year. That zaps billions of dollars from circulation, says Dalib Brata, a lead economist at the World Bank. That is going to rupture an important lifeline to a large number of people. How many people? Hundreds of millions will feel the financial hit in parts of India, Mexico, and the Philippines, and in smaller countries like Kyrgyzstan, South Sudan, Haiti, and in Central America. And people who receive cash from afar normally don't have a safety net. People will not be able to compensate for it by just borrowing from some friends. They would have to cut their consumption of food, and they would have to suffer. For Sergio Armas in California, getting federal aid or unemployment benefits could help him keep his family in Nicaragua from suffering. But he can't access that help because he doesn't have a social security number, It also doesn't matter that he's married to a U.S. citizen. In fact, because the couple files their taxes together, they are both blocked from any federal relief. This angers Sergio's husband, Francisco Silva.
1: Because if you're paying taxes, if you are helping out the economy of this country, you should be okay to receive help. But blocking that, I think, is really discriminating.
0: California plans to help immigrants like Sergio, who was about one week away from getting his green card when the pandemic hit. Immigrant advocates are also trying to help. Angela Sembrano is with the National Day Labor Organizing Network. She says it's a mistake to deny certain immigrants relief.
1: This situation affects all of us. And if people do not see that connection, then we, we are in serious trouble.
0: Sergio calls his mom every day.
1: Hello.
0: She says it's hot in Nicaragua. Nearly a hundred. How are things? Sergio asks. What do you want me to tell you? His mom says. Prices are rising. Rice, beans, salt, sugar, all the more expensive. While they talk, Sergio shows me a picture of his mom. She's in a wooden rocking chair holding a damp washcloth to keep cool and to swap mosquitoes. After the call, Sergio takes a moment to compose himself.
1: It's really complicated. It's really hard for me. It's really hard to... Just think that I don't know what can happen with them. Expensive medicine, expensive everything over
0: there. As a stopgap to help his parents, Sergio's maxing out a credit card that he lets them use in Nicaragua. His husband is helping too, but now his job is looking shaky. On Fridays, Sergio now goes to a church down the street for a free lunch And he's up most nights worrying.
1: It's like 4 a.m. and I cannot sleep. Thinking about what can I do, what I will do tomorrow.
0: I ask Sergio where he finds solace and he takes me out back.
1: All these flowers, these roses, I plant myself.
0: There's also these pink and purple petunias around a small lawn and a grill and a patio strung with those small light bulbs. Sergio shows me something he just finished building in one corner of the yard, an altar to the Virgin Mary. There's a portrait of her framed by white lattice and more flowers.
1: All this area we covered with stones, little stones over there. I'm doing many things in the backyard to clear my mind a little bit.
0: At night, he visits the altar and prays. He told me, I watch the sky and say thank you for everything, good things and bad things. Sergio knows he's not alone. Nearly all of his friends are going through the same thing, which means so are all of the families connected to them in other parts of the world. For the world, Monica Campbell, Richmond, California.